Welcome to Common Ground, a podcast series discussing new research and interesting projects in the field of complementary medicine. Hello, my name is Laura Christofaritis, writer and presenter at Vitaly. This podcast is suitable for a general public audience and anyone interested in health or healthcare professionals. Vitaly is a digital platform, a professional health resource and a distribution service all in one. We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands and pay our respects to elders, past, present and future. Today on Common Ground, I will be speaking with Mim Beam. Mim is a naturopath with over 35 years of clinical experience. She has a thriving naturopathic practice in the southern highlands of New South Wales. She has written nine books, including Natural Remedies. She is one of Australia's foremost buteco breathing educators, helping people overcome conditions including asthma, sleep apnea, snoring and anxiety. Mim has also created and manufactured a range of premium herbal teas. Welcome back to Common Ground, Mim. It's great to have you here today. Thanks for having me, Laura. Before we dive in, Mim, we'd love to hear a little something about yourself. What led you into the healthcare space? Well, during high school, I had anorexia nervosa. Right. And back in the day, it wasn't it wasn't really a thing. So it was just like a, a very, very successful diet where I went down to 32, 29 kilograms. Wow. And uh, anyone who knows, has who has experienced or knows of someone who's experienced an eating disorder will know that there's an obsessional component there. Mm. And mine was about food. It, it wasn't actually about eating it, but it was obsessing about food. And I'm going to say that it's actually out of that unhealthy obsession that my interest grew. And so, in a way, um, that led me to naturopathy and to my healing. And when I, you know, it was first, I I can remember I was at, I went to Sydney University to do my economics. I can remember, I don't know why, I've got it in front of me here, Parvo Arola's How to Get Well (laughs) was in was in one of the bookshops. I mean, goodness knows what it was doing there next to accounting one and, wow. uh, you know, constitutional law, but there it was. And it was just like, is this a thing? And I then I realised that there was such a thing as naturopathy. So I I then had um, become an auditor, the world's worst auditor, and uh, left uh, pronto and then really just, you know, felt like I was in my element and have ever since. So a, a very... I guess an unusual way to get into this profession, but not that unusual in that um, you know I'm, I'm, I'm a clinic supervisor, which I, I still love, and people often come in w- due to their own pathology, you know whether it's they've had you know a serious bowel disease or you know possibly an eating disorder, and um, that's the way they choose to heal. Absolutely, and there's that element of the wounded healer. I think you yes. can. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm, absolutely. And, Mim, you've been a guest before on Common Ground discussing Buteku breathing, and we'd love to hear today about your therapeutic tea blends. What inspired you to create teas? Well, I had a clinic in the Strand Arcade in the city, and anyone who knows Sydney might be aware of that beautiful, beautiful old arcade. And I was very, very lucky to have a, a my clinic there. And I overlooked Pitt Street Mall, these big, beautiful windows. And I used to go and have a cup of tea at um, a shop that was that was then open called the Tea Centre. They're still in existence, but have different owners. 
and uh, I'm quite a, a tea fan of all varieties and I got to be quite friendly with the owners there. And by that time they had a chain um, throughout the eastern seaboard of Australia and they asked me to produce some herbal teas for them, which was lovely. And so that's how it started. Uh, creating blends for the tea centre, which they still actually sell. And then I, you know, they, they became, my patients obviously enjoyed them. So they came out of that really. Fantastic. And what's the process for creating a new blend? Do you start with a favourite herb or a particular health problem? Um, okay, that, <laughs> that took three years, interestingly. And I, it was, it was also, so they asked me to create these blends, but I think also what I'd, I'd started to realize, I think when they asked me that, I started looking around, well, what's around? And I'd go into a health food shop and I'd look at the herbal tea through the lens of being a herbalist and I'd go, you know, it says sleepy, sleepy, whatever, but I don't think even a mouse is going to get to sleep with that, (laughs) Um, you know, or this is for a skin and I'd go, well, where's the therapeutic herb? So Mm. I realised that there was a lack there that because the general public, how are they going to know? They're not going to know what's a therapeutic herb or not. They're just going to read the label and it says help you sleep, not that the therapeutic goods that let you do that anymore, but, you know. um, And so I was aware that a lot of the herbal teas that were saying they would do something were very unlikely to do that. Um, And then I started blending my own teas and then I (laughs) realised why that was the case because a lot of the uh, therapeutic herbal remedies taste absolutely diabolical and um, of course we know that as herbalists because we're giving out these hideous tinctures all the time but but you know patients ex- expect something that smells and looks like that to ta- taste foul and so that's fine but I'd not really I mean I'd really had been a bottle herbalist for all of my career you know up until about tw- uh, you know 15 years ago when I started this range and realized that uh, the reason why a lot of the herbal teas didn't contain their you know weren't that great is because they would taste bad so then it became a uh, a quest to create a blend that tasted good smelt good and was good for you and that's how it started and it was really quite difficult it was so interesting so I'd, yes I would start with a base herb so you know something like you know, California poppy for sleep which I use so I based it on the my herbal formula that I use for my clients and you know there was my wish list of herbs and then it was because you're drinking a whole cup of this stuff unlike a herbal tincture where you have five mils and you know mm. move on this is a whole cup <laughs> oh, preferably three cups a day. And so it really needs or need, you know, still needs to be taste good and enjoyable. And so it was, it was a really interesting process. Absolutely. And what are some of the benefits of herbal teas? Are uh, that actually, that's fluid intake for an individual. And Laurie, you're, you're a practitioner, aren't you? I am, yes. Yeah, you'll know that mostly our clients, our patients, don't drink enough fluid. Absolutely. And so that's already a benefit. You're having a 250 mil, or if you've got a big mug, even more, of fluid, of water. I mean, it is mostly, mostly water. So that's a really good benefit. And the other benefit is that because 
they're not as strong as a tincture or a, mm. or a herbal tablet. They're not likely to, ha- you're not likely to have a side effect or a an interaction. Um, so that's it's good and it's bad because it's, you know, I will still get to this day people emailing me saying, you know, I've got ulcerative colitis, which tea? It's just like, hmm. <laughs> you know, just drink one of my cups of tea a day and your ulcerative colitis will disappear. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an adjunct. Absolutely. And I think that that's, um, you know, that's a positive because often we're giving kind of medicinal qual- quantities of, I mean, they're, they're really drugs almost in a way that we're, in a good way, um, you know, like 25 milligrams of zinc and 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and, you know, these are these are hefty quantities and, and of the herbs too. So I think having a nice adjunct to a treatment, so with someone for ulcerative colitis, for example, I mean, I've got my um, Digestivo blend. I, I love, oh, that's my favourite. Oh, thank you. And that's got, you know, a bit of licorice, which, as you know, is anti-inflammatory and lemon balm and, and chamomile. So these are herbs that you might have in a mixture for someone with a, a, bowel, a serious bowel condition. Uh, but the herb, the tea itself is is um, going to be helpful and um, soothing. But I'm going to say it's never as strong as, say, a, a herbal tincture or, or, a, or a tablet that's got much um, higher quantity of the therapeutic ingredient. Absolutely. And in clinical practice, Mim, would you do both? Would you do a liquid yeah. herbal mix and also recommend a herbal tea? Yeah, I do. And, and I think that there's almost, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I love drinking tea and I, I find it almost a spiritual experience, although that sounds a bit odd. But I think that there's something about um, making this cup of tea or pot of tea mm, it's a ritual that's good. it's a ritual and it's a ritual for your health for your well-being and even better if you enjoy it and Absolutely. that's really I guess the the not the priority because the priority was that it was therapeutic but really high up and that's why it took so long to formulate these blends is that you've got to enjoy it mm. and it's got to taste good so yeah it was it was a bit of a journey and um, you know, since that time, there's a lot of uh, more herbal blends on the market, which is fantastic. But mine, uh, you know, is still really very popular, which I'm, I'm and I'm so thrilled because I love Vitaly as a company on all levels. I, you know, Bill, the, the founder, and I, I just find all the staff are gorgeous. And I love dealing with, with um, Vitaly as a company. So I was really, really thrilled and chuffed and proud that I was asked to, um, that, that uh, to to provide my blends for sale, so yeah. Well, we'd have to say the feeling question. the feelings mutual. <laughs> oh, shucks, Laura. <laughs> and Mim, how do you source the the herbs in the tea bags? Ah, yes. Okay. So I um, started out <laughs> with with uh, you know only. Only Australian grown, only organic was my, um, and then I found out that actually a lot of the herbs can't be grown in Australia or if Mm. they're grown, um, you know, there's a bad season. So I had to swallow my very high and mighty principles. (laughs) And, but I still have that as the, if it, you know, if I can source it locally and it, and if it's organic. Now, Pretty much about 90, 90 to 95% of the blends are 
of the of the herbs are organically grown. So that's you know I've stayed true to that. But rather than saying, oh well, I won't be able to provide this you know blend nighty night for six months because it's not been grown in Australia, I had to swallow that particular principle. <laughs> uh, but you know locally, my my um, my it's if it, if it's locally grown, I source it, and if it's and and organic, so that's the the two um, I guess principles of of where I source the herbs from. Absolutely. And what are some of the challenges of sourcing these premium herbs? Yeah. Well, ah, uh, gosh, last year, for example, and and unfortunately, vitally copped this as well because I had to do it. The I use zisophus in my sleep blend and I really love Sisyphus or Chinese date seed mm. as a as a I love it. I love it. It like it tastes good <laughs> but it's also oh, such a good herb and it's great you know, as you know, it's got it like slightly sedative and it's good for hot flushes. Yes. It's got so many yeah, we love Sisyphus. And the mind chatter, that's what I Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. The monkey so, mind. The monkey mind. So I love Sisyphus. And in it was a supply chain thing with COVID, and Zisophus went from. I mean, it's it's Chinese date seed. Like mm. it's not it's not a very exotic herb, really. Um, and it it didn't quadruple. It went to tenfold the price. Wow! And and then the um, so it was just extraordinary. And I I bought up all sources in Australia. <laughs> I spent a day going like, do you have any date seed? Yeah, like it, was the, it, was the, it was the, um, you know, the the uh, the dark market or whatever it is on, on dates. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then where is it coming from? Sri Lanka now. Ah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that was, you get these kind of like, I don't get it. And I still don't get it. It's still... It's not quite as expensive, but it was just, it was like as dear as gold, as dear as poison. As wow. dear as, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> trials and tribulations of a, of a tea meister. Oh, absolutely. And Mim, you formulated these teas while you were also in practice. And so what were some of those challenges putting together a product range whilst conducting clinical practice? Well, Laura, I think that I... I don't know whether I'm diagnosable, but probably. I've never been one to be able to do just one thing. And and that's with private practice as well. I absolutely adore my patients. I I adore them. Um I like I, I lecture, I write. Well, I don't write as much as I used to. Um, so I used to have newspaper columns and, and as you mentioned, the books. I have the tea range and I've got the buteco. So I that seems to suit my personality and, you know, some might say I'm not good at any of them but <laughs> I, I enjoy, like I enjoy that and I think it gives my brain a bit of a break. Absolutely. I, I, so, I, so I see, you know, a certain number of patients a week and I, you know, feel like I, I give them the best of me I, rather than going, oh, I don't want to see another client. I'm, I'm you know, always love seeing them. So... That seems to work. And, you know, with business, one bit might be going well, the others, you know, like over Christmas time, for example, who wants to see a naturopath? Who wants to be told not to eat, you know, your plum pudding, for goodness sakes? So there's, it's kind of like other parts of my business will then, um, you know, be a bit busier, like the herbal teas, for example. So it, it seems to have worked out, I think, by 
luck rather than by planning. Excellent. And Mim, what's on the horizon for you? Well, um, I, I, I've got actually a, a couple of, I've, I, I've teamed up, who is actually a client of mine, a lovely, lovely fellow who created a chai blend for his own um, tummy. And so I, I think you're, you're stocking one of the chai and he's come up with a really nice twist of a dandelion chai. Oh. Oh, yes, I know. I've tasted it and it's really yum and really therapeutic. Like, you know, the spices in chai are just amazing, as you know, for, for the digestion. And uh, so that's coming up on the tea front. And then on the breathing front, I have, um, I think I'm just about to enrol in a PhD. But also I have got something called the Breathe Well Gym. So it's Live. Oh, I love that name. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's for breathing fitness and so that's three times a day for people. Mm, and I guess especially after yeah. COVID, yep. that's, yeah. it's such an important yeah, yeah, yeah. part of recovery, it is. isn't it? I think, yeah, I think, I think people are more aware of, of how important the breath is. Mm. So there's a few things on the, um, on the burner. Hmm. Excellent, Mim. Thanks, Laura. Well, thank you so much for sharing your valuable insights into your herbal teas. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you so much, Mem. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning in today. A transcript of this interview shall be available on our website, Vitally. Feel free to leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you.